Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 72 Give the king your justice, O God, and your righteousness to a king's son. May she judge your people with righteousness and your poor with justice. May the mountains yield prosperity for the people and the hills in righteousness. May she defend the cause of the poor of the people, give deliverance to the needy, and crush the oppressor. May she live while the sun endures and as long as the moon throughout all generations. May she be like rain that falls on the mown grass, like showers that water the earth. In her days may righteousness flourish and peace abound until the moon is no more. May she have dominion from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. May her foes bow down before her and her enemies lick the dust. May the kings of Tarshish and of the isles render him tribute. May the kings and queens of Sheba and Seba bring gifts. May all the rulers fall down before her, and all nations give her service. For she delivers the needy when they call, the poor and those who have no helper. She has pity on the weak and the needy, and saves the lives of the needy. From oppression and violence, she redeems their life, and precious is their blood in her sight. Long may she live. May gold of Sheba be given to her. May prayer be made for her continually, and blessings invoked for her all day long. May there be abundance of grain in the land. May it wave on the tops of the mountains. May its fruit be like Lebanon, and may people blossom in the cities like the grass of the field. May her name endure forever. Her fame continue as long as the sun. May all nations be blessed in her. May they pronounce her happy. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who alone does wondrous things. Blessed be his glorious name forever. May her glory fill the whole earth. Amen and Amen. The prayers of David, son of Jesse, are ended. Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 5. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lofty, and the hem of his robe filled the temple. Seraphs were in attendance above him, each had six wings. With two they covered their faces, and with two they covered their feet, and with two they flew. And one called to the other and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. The pivots on the threshold shook at the voices of those who called, and the house filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips. And I live among a people of unclean lips. Yet my eyes have seen a king, the Lord of hosts. Acts chapter 7, verses 44 through 53. Our ancestors had the tent of meeting, tent of testimony in the wilderness, as God directed when he spoke to Moses, ordering him to make it according to the pattern he had chosen. Our ancestors in turn brought it in with Joshua when they dispossessed the nations that God drove out before our ancestors. And it was there until the time of David, who found favor with God and asked that he might find a dwelling place for the house of Jacob. But it was Solomon who built a house for him. Yet the Most High does not dwell in houses made with human hands, As the prophet says, Heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. What kind of house will you build for me, says the Lord? Or what kind of place 
or what is the place of my rest? Did not my hand make all these things? You stiff-necked people, you uncircumcised in heart and ears, you are forever opposing the Holy Spirit, just as your ancestors used to do. Which of the prophets did your ancestors not persecute? They killed those who foretold the coming of the righteous one, and now you have become his betrayers and murderers. You are not the ones that received the law as ordained. You are the ones that received the law as ordained by angels, and yet you have not kept it. Good morning and welcome to the 11th day of Christmas. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 72, Isaiah 6, and Acts 7. When I was in seminary, I did a a close reading of Acts 6, and it's unusual because most of the prophetic books begin with their call story. And here in Isaiah, we have it in chapter 6. And so we have we've gone through five chapters before we get you know any sense of you know who this guy is that um, is writing these uh, these scrolls these prophetic literature and um, it's interesting it's we had this painting in the Divinity School at Duke that was just really beautiful it's huge it was in one of the big lecture halls of Isaiah's call story and. It's, you know, he's he's in the middle of this uh, temple and the robes are flowing in and the angels are singing and they all have their eyes covered and one reaches out with this pointer with a hot coal at the end because Isaiah has said, Woe is me for I am lost. I'm a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips. Um, and it was thought that if you were to see God, you would die. Um, Moses was the only one... Um, you know, traditionally, who saw God and lived, and his face shone like the sun. Um, and sometimes, I don't know why, but he was depicted as wearing horns. I think it was just a you know, shitty attempt at making it look as though his face was shining. But anyway, um, it's this call story of the most prolific prophetic writer uh, of the Hebrew Bible. Um, and he thinks he's going to die because he sees God. But it's not just because of his own uncleanliness. He lives among a people of uncleanliness, of unclean lips, who speak um, evil things. Um, And as a prophet, he is a spokesperson for God. The prophets are the voice of God, uh, in a nutshell. I mean, there's some variants, but um, the Hebrew Navi... um, you know, is is like saying advocate, someone who speaks beside or speaks for or speaks to, um, and the prophets speak to the people for God. But here Isaiah identifies with a people, saying, you know, not only am I unclean, but the whole, uh, you know, the whole town is unclean. Um, and I was, uh, I was kind of interested when we read Acts, Acts 7, um, the Holy Spirit isn't a term that's all that popular or prolific in the in the Christian Old Testament. Well, also, no, the Hebrew Bible. Christians went through and, you know, made all references to the Spirit, the Pneuma. Um, they capitalized it, make it a proper pronoun, but at the time it was just the Spirit. Like, it was just 
a part of God. Um, but in Acts, the Spirit descends upon the people in Pentecost and becomes this distinct figure of Godness. Um, and so when Paul says the Holy Spirit, my, my ears kind of perked up and I thought, hmm, and I'm, I'm trying to think like how early in Acts, at least, that began being used. And in Luke, of course, it's used. But I, you know, I kind of mix history in my head with the literature, like what was going on at the time. Um, but you'll notice that, um, I, I, I haven't double-checked, but I imagine it was it's either Peter or Paul talking before a crowd of angry Jews, uh, which is a story that repeats itself in Acts a lot. Um, but they identify as... Jews, our ancestors, in turn brought uh, the, uh, the the tent of testimony in with Joshua when they had their military campaign. Um, and it was there until David um, built or decided he wanted to build, and then his son finally did build a dwelling place for the house of Jacob. Um, and he goes on to say, you've you know, which of the, the prophets have you not killed? Um, which of the, 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 the spokespeople of God um, have you not harassed and abused and attacked? Um, including those who foretold the coming of the anointed one, the Christ, um, you have become his betrayers and murderers. And set in, in tandem with Isaiah's call story, um, it to to me it's a reminder that you know the the prophets never stopped identifying with the people even if the people rejected them jeremiah is one of the most um one of the ones that stick out in my head most known as the weeping prophet because he was called to preach destruction on israel just like as job or i'm sorry jonah was the ninevites and uh Jeremiah, unfortunately, did not have the pleasure of watching his people repent. Um, they hardened their hearts and stiffened their necks, and he watched as the, the first temple was destroyed and everybody was carried off into exile. Um, but the prophets, no matter how much they're abused, mistreated, killed even, um, they are um, irrevocably a part of the people, a part of Israel, part of the community of God. Um, and uh, it's so often the people that reject the prophets and therefore reject God. Um, as with Samuel, when they demanded a king, it was because they, they weren't satisfied with God and they took their complaint to God's mouthpiece. Um, but Samuel never lost his heart, his, his love for the people. He never said, oh, they're a people of unclean lips, but I, you know, I'm just fine. Isaiah never says, he identifies, yes, I'm, I'm a man of unclean lips, and we all are. We all have uh, this problem of corruption and pride and arrogance. Um, I'm no better than you know, my people. Um, and most prophets that I can think of offhand continue to say that until their dying days, even as they were rejected and harassed, abused, attacked. Um, and it's a harsh, it's a harsh calling. Um, Martin Luther King, who I think 
is a, you know a, a traditionally defined prophet. Um, he called it a vocation of anguish. Um, you know, you get the sense that he wouldn't wish it on anybody. Um, he didn't particularly wish it on himself. Um, and, uh, but that I think is what it means, not just to be a prophet of God, but what it means to be holy as God is holy. Um, being perfect, God could never, you know, renege on his promise, on his covenant. The people could, but God couldn't. Um, and so if we are to be holy people, we are then bound to um, be the people of God, even when the people of God, um, you know, reject us. Um, and it's not, you know, ultimately, if we're doing the right thing, it's not us that are rejecting, but they are rejecting God's ways and God's desires for the body of Christ in the world. A prayer for the unity of the church from the Book of Common Prayer. O God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, our only Savior, the Prince of Peace, give us grace seriously to lay to heart the great dangers we are in by our unhappy divisions. Take away all hatred and prejudice and whatever else may hinder us from godly union and concord. That, as there is but one body and one spirit, one hope of our calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all, so we may be all of one heart and of one soul, united in one holy bond of truth and peace, of faith and charity, and may with one mind and one mouth glorify you, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with pewpewhq in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.